Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and... Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is Paul Weiss, DDS. Uh, Dr. Weiss had his own practice for 31 years, and I accredit his success to being innovative and differentiating himself from every other dentist out there. Uh, one of the things that he implemented in his practice even got national notoriety. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to hear about. And um, he was also the local chair and then the New York State chair and eventually the national chair for the Children's Dental Health Month in the early 90s. Uh, and that's actually how Dr. Weiss and I met. Uh, then in the late 90s, he was the chair of the American Academy of Pediatrics section on oral health. He was the recipient of the Young Dentist Leadership Award from New York State Dental Association and the recipient of the Oral Health Service Award from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Uh, he is a, a phenomenal guy. He is a avid sailor uh, and just uh, enjoying the semi-retired life in Florida. So I hope you have a good time listening to this because I had a great time recording with him and just catching up. Uh, so enjoy. All right. Welcome, Dr. Weiss. How are you? I am awesome. How about you? Doing well, doing well. I, uh, I, I will already have said this in the, uh, the pre-recording of, of our show, giving, you know, the, the listeners a little feedback on how we know each other. But just to recap, you and I met each other when I was, I want to say in like, fifth or sixth grade uh and i was i was at the was it the eastern hills mall i think uh, either eastern hills or galleria one of those two yeah uh, yeah so it was probably the eastern hills mall and 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 i was uh i was there with my mom one morning because my brother had a sporting event and my dad took him and i was like i'll just go to work with mom and i walk around the mall well i was you know, kind of just loitering around the uh, the dental health booth. It had to be February, right? Because February's dental health it month. It had to be February. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> so I I'm, I'm loitering around, and then all of a sudden I uh, you know 
Dr. Weiss is, uh, is there and he's, he's, you know, just talking to me, telling me about different dental health things and, and, you know, sharing some information and then gives me like, I think you guys were handing out toothbrushes and everything else like that. And, uh, then he's like, you know, you, you're hanging around here a while. He's like, are, are you around? And I was like, yeah, I was like, my mom works right over there in that store. And she was the manager of the store and she was the only one working. <laughs> and you're like, do you want to, uh, possibly like jump in one of our, our costumes and, 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 you know, kind of, you know, drum up people walking over i was like yeah and you're like well we should probably ask your mom <laughs> so it's like okay so then we go and ask my mom and uh that is how i became sparkle uh the, sparkle the, the toothpaste guy the yeah. toothpaste guy and uh and and that's how yours and my friendship began i mean it was it was crazy that was i mean well if i was in fifth grade or sixth grade that was a long time ago uh <laughs> you, you spent more time in costumes. School. You spent more time in costumes for us than most of the dentists did volunteering at that booth. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, for sure. So it was, it was funny. I, I, I did that that weekend, and then uh, you guys were like, "Well, would you want to do it again?" So I said, "Sure," and we did it at the Galleria Mall, and then. You know, it, you guys were like, "Well, we do these different events. Would you want to be the mascot?" I said, "Yeah." And my parents were very supportive, and it was it was awesome. I uh, I got to uh, be Sparkle at a Sabers game, a Buffalo Sabers game. Uh, I got to be uh, at a Buffalo Blizzards when they had the the soccer team, and I actually played in a mascot soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I played in a mascot uh, baseball game for the Buffalo Bisons, and I uh, but that was as Dudley the Dinosaur. I right, had a, right. We had a, a new costume, Dolly the Dinosaur. And, we ordered uh, that because of you. Right, right. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. And, and, and everybody was funny, always surprised that there was this little kid that came out of it, you know? <laughs> right, right. And and, and the, the greatest thing is, is uh, I remember when I started, when I got into like high school and I had like hockey or I was in the musicals and things like that, I, uh, I couldn't make it one month uh, or one weekend. And my mom being the amazing mother that she is <laughs> she went in as dudley the dinosaur for one weekend and it was uh it was pretty hilarious so yeah, she, uh, pinch, she pinched it for you yeah. yeah yeah exactly and then that that led me to uh you know kind of cool things i i met um uh, some some mascots and and for those of you that don't know some mascots are like legit and uh you know, like the San Diego chicken, um, the Pittsburgh pirate parakeet, you know, and, and, and things like that. Like they, they get paid. <laughs> and I met, I met a, a gentleman who I'm hoping to have on here. I don't know if you remember him. His name was Brent and, uh, Gephardt. And he, uh, he was the, uh, chip. He was chip for the he Buffalo chip. Bisons. Right. And he got called up to the big leagues. He was, uh, he, he got to be, uh, the Pittsburgh pirate parakeet. And when he left, he nominated me to, you know, be chip, but I didn't know how to do back handsprings. Uh, I went to my <laughs> high school, I went to my high school gymnastics coach and I was like, uh, can you teach me back handsprings? And she's like, I can try. <laughs> and that didn't work out, but, uh, I was chip for, or for, for like one or two, uh, two games. And then they, they got somebody to fill in. And then he, uh, he he he, you know, got out of the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, organization, and uh, I not, I put in for that, and I was uh, I was one of like five you know people to 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 be you know looked at seriously for it, but I had, and this is, sounds ridiculous, but I had no 
formal training of mascotting. So they uh, they, they went with is somebody there even that such did. a thing? <laughs> yeah, there is apparently. <laughs> and I remember I remember um, when you because you, you would go to a lot of these events with us, uh, you know, because you were like the main guy. I, you think you were that were you were like the head of it for a while? I was the I was the state chair for a while. Yeah. For, so, yeah, so yeah, for you, Children's Done Health Month. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like the eighth district, right? Yep. Um, yeah, they yeah, just so, was, was the local. They were the local group, and then uh, and then overseen by the the state association. <laughs> yeah. So so you would you would go to these events with me, and then I I would I would sit in there, and and the mascots would all be there, and we would all get like, I guess like together and and dressed up, and then and then we would go out for like these mascot games, and I couldn't believe it, but like the Syracuse Orangemen, like you have to <laughs> you have to not only like try out for it, but they give you the suit. You go to these different events. They, you have to be filmed by somebody and then you bring it back to them. They review all the footage from all the applicants and then they, they go ahead and decide <laughs> if, if you're the best one. And I was like, Holy crap, this is like a serious thing. Um, and I just love doing it, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. So that's how you and I met and Holy crap. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. We had a good time and, doing it. And, and we kept we kept in touch throughout the years, uh, not as much as we would like to, because you know life gets in the way. I you know I was in New York, then Miami, but every once in a while we would still you know either shoot a text or you would come over to my parents' house when I was in town, have great, a cocktail great. or two. It was it was yeah. fun, and uh, and now you're a guest on the podcast, which I'm excited about. Um, and I, I I'm gonna you know we're gonna hopefully motivate some people this uh, to talk about how you had uh, you know reached a level of success and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited. Great. Hope we could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, the first question I always ask is how did you get to where you are in life? Right? So for people that don't know, you are in your, well, can I share your age? Sure. <laughs> Late, I'm, you're, I'm in your later, you're in your later fifties. <laughs> so you're 58 and yeah. you are semi-retired. You know, you, you, we, we just talked and you said you, you moved to, to Florida and I'm, I'm super jealous uh, because that is that's a goal of mine. I think ever since I started working, I said I can't wait to retire. <laughs> um, but how how did you get? Was it was it hard work? Was it luck? Was it you know was it planned out? Did you say like I want to retire by fifty five? I want to retire by sixty? I want to retire by whatever? Um, or was it just you know you, you know right place at the right time? You know, I, I think that it, it involves all of those things. Really, I think that it starts with a vision. And, and you have to have a vision of what you want to do and where you want to be and how you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. And then you follow that vision and, and it takes a lot of hard work to follow that vision. And I think sometimes things line up for you when you're following that vision and, and when, when you're in a good place and you're living a life of gratitude, um, things show up when you need them to show up. And, and you just, you, you put your nose to the grindstone and you work hard and, you know, you're getting the good grades in college to get me into a good dental school and getting a good, good grades in dental school to get me into a specialty program and then connecting with the right mentors to bring you through, uh, the, the things that need to happen in order to set up a practice. Um, and you know, those things just kind of fell into place, but it certainly took a lot of hard work to get there. It's not like uh, I sat back and just kind of it was dumped on my lap. Right. Um, 
there, there was there was a lot of work and a lot of research and a lot of studying to get there. And then once you do what you need to do to to keep it there and keep it advancing. Yeah, I, I mean, I it, it was it was so cool. So when when I started with this, um, my parents had me going to UB Dental um, uh, because when UB Dental, what they do for those that you don't know, uh, they have a dental school there, and it's it's a I, is it, it's, a, it's a lot cheaper if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, it's significantly and, less expensive, but <laughs> it's a bigger it, investment in time. It takes you more time to get your work done, right? Uh, just because instructors because, are checking everything out along the way. Right. It's, it's, it's like double, it's like double the time because you have the dental students doing the work and then you have the instructors coming in and making sure that they did the right work and, you know, saying like, well, I would do this for this, this, this client or not client, but patient Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, 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 and go on from there. And, uh, so we always went there. And when I started with this thing, we didn't even realize, but you were there every Monday and Tuesday, um, you know, teaching. Uh, and, and that was, that was a cool thing. So, so then you said, Oh yeah, but we, my mom and and, and I came to your office one day to, I think maybe pick up the costume or something or drop it off. And I always remember, I don't know if, if, if this is even a, a, a cool thing, but I always remember thinking, Holy crap, this guy is so innovative. Uh, and, and at a young age, I was, I don't know if I said innovative, but I thought it in my mind and I, he had, uh, a Sega Genesis, this is this is this is dating me. This is dating yeah, you know yeah. my my age. Right. <laughs> he had a Sega Genesis, and he had these like goggles that basically I don't I don't even know, but they projected what was on the screen. It was like a VR headset. It was like yeah. the, the early earliest iterations of a VR headset. So the headset plugged into the Genesis, and and you give a kid a controller, and you give a kid a headset with a Sega Genesis, and they don't they're they're immersed in the game. And, and you could do any work on their mouth you needed to. So yeah, you're, you're filling cavities, you're doing whatever you need to do. And I was like, that is genius. <laughs> you know, instead, because like so many kids are afraid to go to the dentist because they associate dentistry with cavities. Oh, well, I only go to the dentist when, when they have to do something. And, and you, you want to go ahead and say, no, no, no. You go to the dentist so you don't have that happen, right, and you right. learn the, the the correct things. I, I I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the dentist. I love it. My stepkids are horrible and it drives me crazy with, oh, no. with with dental care i like they fight me tooth and nail i make them brush their teeth every morning every night you know uh but like there's there's some times where they're like i don't want to brush i'm like well you're not going to get your tablet the, all day tomorrow if you don't brush your teeth and then that <laughs> usually works yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but but it's like and then i'm like you know you can't just hold the toothbrush in your mouth you got to brush and then i show them the right brain <laughs> brush I, like not for nothing, but like dental health is is so big in my arena because of you know meeting you and 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 being such a big part of my life. I mean, from sixth grade all the way until senior year in high school, I was Dudley the dinosaur or Sparkle Toothpaste Man. And, right, right. And, you know, you I, were a major part of motivating people to uh, to take care of their oral health. Right. Yeah. So so it was it was uh you know it's 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 hard to see, and then especially I mean when you see a you know, at the time they were like six and seven when I first took them to their first dental thing, uh, when their mom was unable to attend because she would normally just take them. And then I took them and they had a, a, a tooth to get, uh, you know, a cavity out. 
And right. oh, to see them where they're like crying, I was like, oh, oh it's no. so painful. I don't want to see this. <laughs> well, I sure hope it was a pediatric dentist that was taking care of it. It was. It was. It was a very good pediatric dentist. So it was. It was nice. But um, yeah. So I. I I, I loved, uh, you know, seeing that. And I thought, wow, how cool is that? And, and I don't think that people, it stopped people there. People still talk about that. I'll run, into, um, I'll run into an old patient somewhere going, and they'll say, oh, Dr. Paul. And then and we'll talk for a second. And do you still have that, uh, that headset? <laughs> and that, that was something that people definitely remembered. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think that that was just like a very innovative way. And it just, it, it just goes to, you know, I, and it, it kind of the, what we're going with here is, how you became successful where you thought outside the box. It wasn't just, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a dentist. I'm going to come here. I, you made it fun. You, I mean, you were a pediatric dentist and. Well, it was, you know, I, I ask, I ask myself all the time, myself and my staff, um, what can we do to make it so that we're different than every other pediatric dentist in Western New York? Because, you know, there's, there's a bunch of pediatric dentists in Western New York, and we want people coming to us. So what can we do to set ourselves apart from everybody else? Uh, what can we do to make it more fun to visit? What level of customer service? How can we level up our customer service so that when moms are chit-chatting at the soccer field, when they're watching their kids play, they're they're talking about me, and they're saying what an awesome experience they had um, last time they, they brought their kid to the dentist. Um, and that was that was my marketing strategy um, to, to just get people talking about us and what a great experience they had and why. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, that's, that's, that's forward thinking. I think that's awesome. You know, it's, 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 it's great. Now when you, you know, so I would say to, to have your own practice, to be, you know, at, at a, 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 a dental school, being a, an instructor, um, you know, and, and making sure that things are like you've reached a level of success. They don't just let anybody go in and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, make sure that they do the right thing. <laughs> right. You reached a level of success early on in life because when when we met, you know, you were not, not that you're old, but you were a lot younger. Right. I mean, right, we met right. at yeah. least at least 28 or, or 30 years ago, maybe. Well, uh, no, doing, well probably, I, I was practicing for 30 years. It was probably around 28. Yeah. So you were, yeah. you were, you were a young guy yeah. and, and for, for, for you to reach a level of success that early, like what kept you motivated to keep going? Like you talked about how you, you wanted to, you know, what, what, how you can differentiate yourself. What, what made you think that way once you had your own practice? Cause so many times when I, in time, when I go to, you know, a doctor or a dentist or whatever, when they're in practice for many, many years, it's it's the same thing. It's status quo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't yeah, they don't right. deviate from the plan. They don't try to re 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 innovate their 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 practice or anything else like that. And if I'm not mistaken, like you you've you've definitely done like different things in the waiting room. I mean, I, if you had a really nice fish tank in there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Still do, yeah. They, they, still yeah, do, yeah. The office still does. So yeah. so, so like. What kept you motivated to keep going once you reached a certain level of success? Oh, you know, I, I've always had a strive to to be the best. And if if you're not actively growing, and I, if you're not actively growing, then you're dying. And and that's that's just I think that's that's a good business mentality. If, once you stagnate, um, it's hard to recover from stagnation. So I never wanted to stagnate. I always wanted to grow. So how do we attract new patients? How do we um, how do we keep people happy? How do we make people happier? 
And, and, you know, the really the motivation is the kids and the smiles on their faces when they come into the office. And, and we, we put, we put that um, video game in the waiting room. Oh, actually it wasn't a waiting room. It was a reception area because people didn't wait when they came to my office. Um, so we, we put an old a classic video game in there with like Pac-Man and stuff like that. And the, the dads would come with the kids <laughs> instead of the moms because they wanted to send their kids in the back and they wanted to play the game. That's um, hilarious. And, and, the fathers didn't understand why their child was looking forward to coming to the dentist until they actually got in and saw what the office was all about and experienced it. So that, you know, that's huge reinforcement to me. And, and, and so, and I, I did, I did some very, very good um, seminars and workshops that helped me through the business and the business models, um, worked with some good consulting firms that, that definitely helped steer me in the right direction as far as leadership, because they don't teach you that in dental school. They teach you how to, how to fix cavities and take care of teeth and, and do, do great for people's oral health, but they don't teach you how to run a business. Right. So, so I had to do all of that education post-dental school, and, and I hooked up some, with some really good uh, consultants that helped me figure that stuff out, helped me le- learn how to be a CEO of a dental practice and um, and always, always focus on taking the practice to the next level. What can we do different? I had frequent staff meetings. I had a great crew that um, that would give me feedback. I took care of them and they took care of me and and I would get suggestions from them all the time. We could do this or we could do that or, you know, what can, what can we do different? And that was that was kind of always the theme. What can we do different to up our service? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing, and I was like, what the hell is that? You know how you make the dental molds? Well, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you, right? you used to do the, was the golden thumb, the, the golden thumb award. Yeah. That was the golden one. thumb so, award. You stop sucking your thumb and we make you a trophy. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. so, so you, like when you typically see a, a mold of the mouth, it's like, like that white chalky like material. Right. right. And, and, and you, so I, I saw that and I was like, what is that? And you said, oh, well, when we have a young kid come in and they stop sucking their thumb, it's a big accomplishment because, you know, so they dip the thumb. In, right? And, and they, yeah, you dip the thumb in that impression material or you take an impression of it and then you pour, you pour plaster into the, into the mold and then you spray paint it gold. And, and um, it's, yeah. it's the little things like that. Like I, and I didn't even go to your practice <laughs> and I remember this stuff because it's so amazing. It's so out of the box. So, so that was, that was really cool. And, and I guess, you know, it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's the smiles on the kids' faces because yeah. when you give them that, like they've accomplished something. So right. I, I, I think that, yeah, that's a great, a great motivation. So and, you know, I love and that. The, the last accomplishment really that I did in the practice, and I think this benefited not only our practice, but this, this actually spread nationwide was the therapy doc. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even know about this one. Yeah. So, so I, you know, my son convinced me to, to get a dog and I always decided if I was going to have a dog, it was going to be a golden retriever. Um, so well, it was heck, probably about, uh, 11 or so years ago, I, I got a golden retriever and it, she's just the sweetest thing in the world. And, you know, golden retrievers are pretty sweet by nature, but, um, yeah. Oh, it was probably the, the, the middle of the first year that I had her, I'm, I'm walking her and I'm just noticing that everybody that walks by and looks down at her smiles. And, and I'm thinking to myself, if it's that easy for her to bring a smile to people's faces, she's got a greater purpose in life than just being, being our companion. But what if I bring her into the office as a therapy dog? So I, uh, I jumped through the hoops and I had her certified by, uh, by Therapy Dogs International. And, um, 
I made a call to the state dental society, the New York State Dental Society's legal counsel and said, um, are there legal implications to my bringing a therapy dog into my office? And he said, no, go for it. We need this. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I, I did one of those, it's better to seek forgiveness than to ask approval. Right. And, and I, I started bringing her in a day a week. I didn't mention it necessarily to the landlord. I mean, I looked at my lease and there was nothing about not having animals there. And, um, and I created a demand and people loved her. She, um, she just, she, she, she loves to be loved as right. golden retrievers do. And so she would just snuggle up to the kids and the parents in the office and just want to be pet. And the kids just wanted to have their pictures taken with her. So, um, we, uh, we got, we ended up getting a, a formal approval from the landlord of the building and, um, and we had an upper to two days a week. So she worked two mornings a week. She, she would come in with me to work on Wednesdays and Thursday mornings. And I had people driving, you know, four hours across the state to come to my office uh, just so that they could be there with the dog because wow. their, their kids wanted to be there with the dog. And, and from a marketing strategy, you know, in a pediatric office, mornings are kind of quiet because kids are in school. Right. Um, so I had her work in the mornings. I had her working from uh, from eight thirty until one. Parents would pull their kids out of school so that they could be there when the dog was there. So my mornings <laughs> were a little bit less quiet, and um, and she um, and and then more and more and more dental offices started doing that. I was the second one in the country to uh, to bring a, a, a dog into the dental office, and we were actually in, we were invited to Anderson Cooper show. And um, we, she was she was going to go she was going to go on stage, but uh, then something big came up in the news, and and we lost her invitation. But oh. she was covered she was covered by CNN, and she was covered. Uh, she she got some some pretty good international publicity. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Holy and then when God. I finally left the practice and retired, the the poor guy that took over is is kind of like, do I have to get a dog? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think more people come into the office now that I'm not there anymore. Pe more people come into the office asking about Brooke than asking about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Oh my goodness, I, that's that's so cool. And again, just like you keep on reinventing yourself, and and that helps you grow. And that's why you became successful in that arena. That's amazing. You can't stagnate. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, for me, that was the big thing. Status quo. And, there's, there's no. There, the status quo gets you nowhere. And you know what's, you know what's amazing to me is I. Uh, so, so you're either the eleventh or twelfth uh, person I've interviewed for Monday Motivation, and every single person, in some way, shape, or form, has mentioned if you don't move forward, you're dying. If you don't mm. grow, you're mm -hmm. dying. And I, I'm, I'm starting to see a trend there that people who are successful are always in that mentality. So that's that's a really cool thing that I'm 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 already learning uh, early on. So I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to to see that trend already. And I thank my consultants for teaching me that. Um, cuz I would not have known that naturally. I mean that I I certainly wouldn't have learned it coming out of dental school. Um, you are so focused on taking boards and passing boards when you're in school that you you're not you're the last thing on your mind is how to run a business. And and you know really in in dentistry the uh, the the business model is changing. There's still private practices, certainly, but it's uh, it's it's a little bit bigger business now. So people may not run a practice. People may be employees of a of a, a large business. So you know they're not going to spend a ton of time teaching that. 
but um, but you got to get that from somewhere. And I think that's that's important for any business person is to to make sure that they they know how to do it, that they've got the proper training in it. And it, you know, it's I, I don't I I don't have an MBA. I don't know what that entails. I don't know what you get taught in, in an MBA program. But my consultants definitely steered me in the right direction, and they were imperative in my success. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now, now to to stay on the 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 talk about trends and 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 how you you mentioned about the growth, uh, you know, moving forward. I, I one of the questions I ask is always, what time do you wake up daily? Um, and now I'm going to ask you that pre retirement and post retirement <laughs> because I think that there's going to be a different answer. Uh, but <laughs> the, the reason I ask that is because. I, I want to see if there is a trend in, with successful people waking up early. You know, like you see so many people on social media that, that you know, either claim to be successful or are successful that they wake up at 5 a.m., they wake up at 4 a.m. And, you know, it's, it's this like the, they have a 5 a.m. club and, 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 and all this stuff. What, what was it for you? Was, were you an early riser or, you know, and, and, and why? I was not and am not typically an early riser. I'll get up when I need to get up. Um, you know, my, I was lucky enough to have my house and my office like five minutes apart from each other. So I knew exactly how long it would take me to jump in the shower, feed the dog, let her out and get to the office. Um, so I, no, I, I didn't do a ton of stuff in the morning that, that, that's never really been my, um, my thing. So I get up probably like an hour before I needed to be at work. And, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's always been my gig. And and she gets Brooke gets me up because she just wants her food. So, you know, it's right. <laughs> typically typically I'm up, I would say, between six thirty and eight, um, on a day even now on a daily basis. Cause if I don't feed her by eight, she's all over me. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, the changing part of me is right now is 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 I'm trying I'm really trying to work on a daily meditation practice and trying to work that into my daily routine and and I would like to do it before I get out of bed but you know once I got out of bed I got to feed the dog otherwise I, it's you know life is miserable so right. I feign I feign I pretend I'm sleeping <laughs> and I try I try to meditate so she doesn't recognize that I'm actually awake and and I'll, I'll try to get in like a, a half an hour meditation or something before I get up and feed her so I may I may um may not actually get up at that time but uh, so you know so I'm probably I'm awake at, I'm awake by six. Oh, okay typically yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that is early. Um, <laughs> I, I, I typically will be awake around like seven thirty, Uh, and then, you know, by the time I motivate my butt to get out of bed, it's like eight o'clock, eight 15. But yeah. I, I too, I too like to go ahead and I, I do what's, uh, I don't know if you've heard Wim Hof method. It's a, hmm. a breathing no. technique. Okay. And, and a, it has a, a meditation uh, section to it, but try to do uh, the Wim Hof, Wim Hof method uh, every every morning or at least, you know, five days a week. Uh, so it's 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 interesting that you say that because uh, the next thing I always ask is how do you relieve stress, right? Do you meditate? Do you work out? Are you a stress eater? Are you a stress drinker? You know, what what do you do? So I'm, I'm assuming meditation is, is a big part of your stress relief. Meditation and breathing definitely help me relieve stress. Um, I can be a stress eater, uh, a stress snacker. Uh, definitely. And, 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 you know, the big reliever, the other big reliever for me is vacations and, and just checking out, just, um, just checking out for a while and just leaving it all behind me. Um, you know, I, uh, I, 
I had a great patio in my house back in Buffalo and just stepping onto that patio was a great place for me to just kind of chill out and I could just I immerse myself in nature. I'm a big believer of, of time in nature um, as stress relief. I think it, it en enhances your um, serotonin levels and cuts down on your cortisol levels. Um, cortisol being the stress hormone and serotonin being the happy hormone. Right. Um, my boat, my sailboat, that was a huge stress reliever for me. When I stepped off the dock onto the boat, I left all my issues behind. And um, so every every Wednesday, I'd go out and race. And racing is stressful in its own in its own vein, but but, but, uh, but, but it's, a good it's stress. Not, yeah, it's a different it's a different okay. kind of stress than the daily practice. And um, and yeah, so the, the really the boating was a big thing. Uh, I, I, being in nature, I think, is huge for me. And then uh, and then vacations where you can just leave everything behind. And I think you need to take a vacation that's long enough um, so that you're not like it takes you a couple of days to decompress, and then before you go back home, it takes a, you, you spend some time revving back up again. So you need to take long enough so that you can decompress and then stay decompressed for a couple of days before you start revving back up and getting ready to go back home. Right. I, I, I agree. I, I think that that's super important. I, I, and I'm one that I hardly take vacation. Uh, you know, I'll take like little like weekend trips here and there. And I, I've noticed, uh, you know, when I, when I got married in Aruba, it was, it was, I think 12 days, 10 or 12 days we were there. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was a perfect amount. Like it was, it was, uh, it was almost a little too long because I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying this too much where I literally <laughs> just, I wake up, I eat at the buffet. I go to the, either the pool or the beach. Yeah. Those are the tough decisions you got to make. The yeah. beach or the pool. Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then you go ahead and say, all right, well, I'm going to go back to the beach. Or I'm going to go to the pool after lunch. And then, you know, you switch it up. You got to make those, those, those big decisions and switch it up, you know, for lunch. And right. then at night you have a really nice dinner. And you know, so like, I was like, this is great, but it's a little too much. So I, I, I think that, you know, uh, uh, like you said, you know, a couple days where you decompress and you enjoy maybe your vacation for two days after that. And then, you know, two or three days after that. And then you have two or three days to, you know, kind of come down from that. Cause I, I, it's it's stupid to say, but times you need a vacation from your vacation. You know, you, you had too much fun <laughs> on your vacation, and you're like, I I need to go ahead. So, like you said, you you need a couple of days at home, and then right. and then right. you could go ahead and start ramping back up. So I I agree with that, and and I I'm it's so interesting to hear that that you meditate. I didn't know that you meditate. So and and I've I've been dabbling back and forth with meditation for probably four or five years now. I got the I don't know if you you have the Headspace app. I do. I do. I like that app. So I, I paid for the premium version and it's awesome. Yeah. Like I love that app. Uh, it's, it's so cool. So, and, and I, I got into meditation because I was taking yoga, a uh, free yoga class two days a week in, in Miami uh, at a Bayfront park. And it was so cool. And at the end of every yoga class, she, the, the instructor, she would, she would basically say, okay, everybody lay on their backs, hands out, palms up, you know, like feet off to the side and all this stuff. And then she would say, close your eyes. And then she would go through and say like, relax this, relax mm -hmm. that. And she mm -hmm. had such a calming voice. I, I almost embarrassingly, I almost went up to her and was like, can you just record that for me? Because like <laughs> that, I get in such a relaxed state yeah, when, yeah. when, when I, whenever I did that. And so now I do that and you know, you kind of just, everything melts away. So it's, it's cool that you're doing that. 
Yeah, it does. I follow. I, I don't know if you've heard of Joe Dispenza, but I follow some of his stuff too. And it's, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, so he's got some meditations too that I've been listening to and and following up with. And now, before I go on to what I call the million dollar question, it's um, you said when I uh, was on the boat, when I did, <laughs> are you are you implying that you no longer have the sailboat? I sold my sailboat and my house. Oh! Actually, I, I signed a contract on those on the same day. I sold my house and my boat on the same day. And um, yeah, it was it was a killer for me. But, you know, my boat was 35 feet and it drew six and a half feet. I needed six and a half feet of water underneath me in order to stay afloat. And the Gulf waters aren't as deep as the Atlantic waters. And it just wasn't the right boat for, um, for the Fort Myers area. So, so now are you, are you dabbling in a new boat? You know, not right now. I think there's uh, it's going to be other people's boats. Um, <laughs> OPB, OPB enterprises. Yep. Um, I was, I was the other, on the other end of that for, you know, 30 years. So now it's time for me to, uh, to, to utilize other people's boats. I just connected with the, uh, <laughs> with the local sailboat racing association out here in Fort Myers. And, um, I got, I had somebody reach out to me and ask me if I want a crew on board his boat and, uh, yep, I'm in. So I, I can get involved that way. I, I, I will never forget. Uh, I was, uh, uh, one time, I, I don't know how how long ago this was, but we we did a, a, a sailboat race from Canada to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, we did. and it was it was awesome. It was, I mean, you were you were awesome for letting me do that. It was it was such a cool experience, and uh, I, I just remember it was so much fun. And then it didn't become fun because I got seasick, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it got fun again after like I, I kind of like battled back. But it was uh, what an experience. And, and, you know, to, to be able to learn all that and, you know, and have you, uh, you know, just as a, as a friend and, and, and even a mentor in, in, in that area, I was like, I was like, this is so cool. You know, like not too many kids, uh, get that opportunity to, you know, be in a sailboat race, let alone be on a sailboat in general, but be in right, a sailboat right. race. But so right. that was really cool. And I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> if I, yeah. if I haven't said it in the past, I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> glad, glad I, I, I look it. back at that stuff and I, I think of that and I'm like, man, how lucky was I to, uh, you know, I love introducing have, people to things that I love myself and, and have, you know, have it watching them see it through new eyes. It's a, it's always a, it's always fun. That's always enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was a really cool experience, and and um, one thing I will say is is uh, is is it true? So my my buddy said there are two days in every boat owner's life, <laughs> two happy days in every boat owner's life: the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Is that true? <laughs> it, yes, it was. But there's there were a, a whole lot of happy days in between that too. Yeah. Yeah, and and that adage that uh, a boat is a hole in the water into which you throw money—that's absolutely true. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's very true. My my buddy, he he has a, a, a pre rather large boat in Miami, and he, uh, he, I remember the one day he was like, "I'm sinking so much damn money into this boat. Like the engine, uh, the engine room is underwater." He's like, "It was <laughs> it was so bad." So he's like, he's like, "I can't wait to sell it." He was gonna sell it, then he fixed it up to sell it, and he's like. I actually really like this now. I want to, I want to keep it. So, all right. The, the, the million dollar question uh, is I always ask is if there was a billboard of you in times square, it could be a view, you know, in, in, you know, you know, in the dental office, you know, working on, 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 you know, a case, it could be you on a sailboat. 
It could be you with 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 your 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 dog. It could be whatever. Um, what would you have say on it? Now, Let's millions say. of people are going to see it. It could be something about you know teeth. It could be something about just life in general, or it could be you know something goofy. This is I always leave this one for last because it's it's so fun to see what people think. Yeah. I love that I kind of stumped you here. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it kind of stumped me. Um, I would say it's 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 so is it a picture or just words or what? It's gonna it's gonna be a picture of you. Okay. Doing what doing whatever you want. Like I said, it could be sailing, it could be dental, it could be whatever, or playing with Brooke. Um, but it has to say something that a okay. million people a day are going to see and read and and be aware of. And so it's, all right, so it's going to be me and Brooke. And and it's gonna be it's gonna have a couple patients in the background, a couple of kids that that would be like patients in the background, and and it's gonna say um, uh, Paul Weiss help helping helping people be their best every day, helping people be their best every day. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's great. That's great. I and 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 the reason I asked this, and and I just came up with this, uh, you know, I think like last week is uh, my goal. I'm looking, and and you actually might know people because you you had a lot of different uh, you know things that you did uh, at the at the dental practice. I'm looking for a cartoonist, and I want to have I want to commission them to draw up exactly what we talk about for this question for every one of my guests, and I want to give it to each one of the guests. And and I so like it would be of you with Rook and the patients behind you and it would say that message on it. So I, I, that's, that's my goal. I, cause I think it's, it's so cool to see what every single person thinks of, you know, like, um, my buddy who is an air force, um, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, he's a pilot. I had him on last week and he said, uh, we're, uh, bloom wherever you're planted, you know, don't oh, just cool. grow. He said, yeah. bloom wherever you're planted. And, and like, it, it's it's these little things that you can take away. So when people listen to this, I I, I want them to take away like, holy cow! Like it's it's possible to do what I want to do. Like oh, when yeah, you yeah, yeah. when okay. you when you grew up, did you did uh -huh. you always want to be a dentist? What you know like how did how did that how did that form? It it was I was in seventh grade and I did a seventh grade health project and I you, you were required to do like an oral presentation and uh, for for health class. And I decided to do mine on teeth and I met with my dentist and I met with, um, with a, a couple other dental type of people. And, um, I think it was that project that, that turned me on to dentistry. And now and I never looked back. That was like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. So seventh or eighth grade. And there yeah. was probably a million other things that kept coming across your, your, your radar on things you could do. And you stuck with it I and did. you, yeah. and, and, and look at you now. So like, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, well, I I, I, I want to say thank you so much. This was this was a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. I did. I did. And uh, awesome. and, and I, I thank you for your time. And now you get to uh, you know go back and enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> sunshine there is indeed. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. A shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything. Um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free.
Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.